Marty got his new audio setup configured, and we realized we really didn't need to talk more about that. And we were talking about what we could talk about to keep people entertained. All the time, we're always discussing different iOS apps, and I thought it would be fun to chat with Marty about what are some of the Mac apps he's using, and what are some of the Mac apps I'm using why these apps are essential for me and and one of the reasons why I've decided to stay on the Mac instead of going back to Windows, even though some things would be a little bit easier. So how are you doing today, Marty? I am doing good. Thanks. Awesome. Glad to hear that. So let's just jump into it. Um, when we kind of prepped for this a little bit, I asked you, what are some of the apps you're using on the Mac? So what are some of the apps that you're using and uh, on the Mac? All right. Well, so... The first thing right out of the gate is Fantastical. I actually have that on all my devices, phone, Mac, and my iPad. Uh, that's essential. You know, Fantastical is essential for me to be able to keep track of all the things. I mean, we have meetings, we have recording sessions, we have all the things. So, you know, I really depend on Fantastical to be able to uh, keep track of all that stuff and I would say the number one thing about it is that it is in all the places and it's easy to get things in quickly. So uh, I really appreciate it for that. It does have tons of other things, but realistically getting the data in so that it's on the calendar is really the most important thing. Also made by the same company, they have an address book called Cardhop, which is an address book that's on steroids. It does uh, basically what an address book would do, the same thing that would be on your phone or your computer, except it has tons of other things. You can have different views for it. For example, I can have it set up to where when I'm looking at it, it's showing me people's birthdays that I have on my calendar that are Mm -hmm. up and coming, or I can have it showing uh, any number of kinds of data. It also allows you to use that, you know, smart text input where you can just start typing something, either edit a card, create a new card, anything you need to really do like that right on the fly. Uh, You can create cards that have a barcode. So, for example, let's say I'm out and about and I need to show someone a card. You could pop it up and they could see the card. They can also scan that barcode and the information will go right over onto their phone in their address book. So that's a pretty cool app that sort of comes along with the, I do pay a subscription for Fantastical and that comes along with it. And it's turned out to be a pretty awesome app that I use more than I thought I would actually. (laughs) So Um, I've got a a story about card hop and a question for you about fantastic Cow, and then we can move on. So, uh, Demasi's birthday friend of both of ours and of the show's birthday was last month. And Mallory asked me, she goes, when's Demasi's birthday? And I said, I don't know, but my phone will remind me when it is. And I told her what day I thought it was. Cause she asked me again and she's like, no, I think it's today. So I called him like, Hey, so I feel like a bad friend, but it, card ha- card hop is what I rely on is your birthday this day and he goes yeah i'm like okay because mallory thought it was this other day because of social media so uh funny thing is uh card hop card hop helped me keep all that straight and uh you can you can find a lot of data for people that you already have in your contacts so you don't have to keep on those social medias to possibly get their birthday 
right or wrong. Question for you though, Marty, how do you add events to Fantastical? What's your workflow for that? Basically, I open up Fantastical. I do add event or new event. There's a, a, a plus button there. You click that. It pops open a line item that's just a blank line. There aren't all the little levers and knobs and all that stuff like in other calendar apps. And I can either just type out everything. For example, uh, I can say unmute studio time Tuesday at 3 p.m. and hit add. And it just knows where to put everything and just puts it right in there. You can do that either by dictating or by typing it out. Once you have that in there, if you need to set other parameters, for example, let's say you, I have a meeting coming up uh, tomorrow, for example, and the person who I'm meeting with said, hey, could you text me 30 minutes before or an hour before to let me know not to forget about the meeting in an hour or 30 minutes? So you know, once you have it in there, I'll go back and then I'll open it up and add some extra parameters like an alert an hour before that alert will go off an hour before and that'll prompt me to go, oh yeah, let me send this person a text just to remind them, hey, we're meeting tomorrow at, uh, you know, or we're meeting in an hour. So, uh, you know, you could put other little notes in there. You could put multiple alarms in there. You can color calendars if that's something you can actually use. Not everyone can, depending on your vision. Uh, Sighted people can have multiple calendars with multiple colors and I mean, the things you can do with it are, are, are pretty endless. But for me, the most important thing is getting the data in there and having it on the calendar so that I don't miss uh, meetings or events, anything like that. So that, that makes sense. And I wasn't sure if you actually opened Fantastical or if you added events from the menu bar. I don't know it off the top of my head, uh, but if you come to unmute or reach out to us, Marty will tell you how to do that at the end of this. Uh, we can get it for you. But there is also a keystroke where anywhere in Mac OS, you can press this keystroke and then it puts you in that line. So you can just type and then hit enter and it's added to your calendar. So uh, go ahead with any other apps you have, Marty. So another app I use is actually called MimeStream. And this is an email client. The developer of this app, uh, email app used to work for Apple, no longer works for Apple. Now this person uh, develops this app called MimeStream. As far as I know, that's his main gig, unless he's doing other app development work on the side. But this app is great. I mean, it's just like Apple Mail. If you like Apple Mail, this is how this app works, which is what I like because, you know, that's what I'm used to. I'm not a huge fan of Gmail. They make you sort of get stuck into their, you know, ecosystem. And I don't really like how the Gmail system works. So this takes your mail and allows you to use it in a more familiar Mac mail format, which I really like. And it allows me to also have, you know, all of our business email separate from, you know, personal email. Uh, I know a lot of people like to have every email account that they have in one app. I don't really like doing that because I forget which account I'm in. I start I start sending emails from the wrong account, and I just end up having a big mess. So I like to try and separate it a bit, and uh, MimeStream is a great app for uh, for doing that. So, yeah, and it works great with VoiceOver. And, uh, yeah, it makes the experience good. So 
One thing about MimeStream for people who are listening, they're like, well, I do like the Gmail interface. I'd prefer to work with Gmail. You can actually go into preferences and change it to look like the Gmail interface and to use the Gmail keystrokes if you're already familiar with that. So MimeStream is very versatile. Really enjoy it. These next two apps are, I would say, tie for uh, as much as I use them on a daily basis all throughout the day. But uh, Notes, just Apple Notes, and the second one would be Drafts. So Notes I use um, for all different kinds of things, but it's more putting things in folders. If I have to collaborate with someone else we're working with, it's easy to do that, especially if they're on an iPhone iPad or on a Mac computer because it's set up to be able to do sharing with, you know, you could share a folder, uh, say like we're working on a show with a client or with another co-host, someone else who's working with us. It's easy to create a, sh- uh, a folder in Apple Notes for that project, say, and then all of the notes in that project you can share with another person or people, depending on how many people are involved in that project and everyone can sort of collaborate on all of those notes. You know, we make notes on different talking points, uh, scheduling things. I mean, there's all different kinds of stuff, show notes, ideas, topic ideas. It just goes on and on. And it's really easy to be able to turn things either into bulleted lists or numbered lists. Uh, It's easy for people to be able to add stuff, edit stuff right on the fly, whether they're out and about on their phone or maybe their iPad or whether they're on their computer, you know, at their office or home or wherever they work from. So I really like that uh, value that you get, you know, working with the Notes app. The other app, Drafts, I use on a day-to-day basis. And this is like for a quick and dirty, throw things down in there. If I need to just jot something down really quick and I just need to put it somewhere, I do that. Um, If I need to write out an email, I will do it there because Drafts has great automation. So I could literally write somebody an email. I could set it up in the email when I'm writing it out in Drafts to uh, have the title of the email, have the body of the email, have the signature of the email. And when I have it all done and I'm ready to actually send it, all I have to do is hit a button. It automatically takes the whole entire thing, drops it into an email. It puts the subject where it's supposed to go, the body where it's supposed to go, the signature where it's supposed to go. And the only thing left for me to do is put the two who I'm emailing it to in the two box and hit send, and it's off and running. So I really love it for the utilitarian value I get out of drafts. If I'm talking to someone on the phone and we're scheduling a meeting, I can just type it out and then just hit new event, and it will just automatically put it into my calendar app. So that's really great. If I need to create a reminder, I could just type it out there and then do new reminder, and it'll automatically you know, make a new reminder for me. So I love the utilitarian value that Draft brings in a quick and easy way. And so, yeah, it's priceless for me for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, fond of Drafts. I probably need to clean up my Drafts to get my buttons into better places and assign keystrokes to them and stuff like that so I can use it more. For me, Drafts, I just take down quick notes and, and that's what I'm using it for. I'm not sending it all over the place like you are. So that's awesome. You've You've kind of re-inspired me to actually go look at some of the settings and ways to set up drafts. 
Yeah, and actually, you know, the uh, developer is always coming up with new and innovative ways to use drafts. So, I mean, you can get templates and you can build templates in there. You can now, uh, one of the newest features is you can post to Mastodon right from drafts. So that's a cool thing that you can do. What you can do with it is just endless. So look at it like uh, a notes app with a ton of utilitarian features on top of the notes app. So it's really great in that aspect. So I have replaced Spotlight with LaunchBar. And Spotlight, for those who don't know, will let you natively search your Mac by pressing command space. And that's okay if that's all you're going to use it for. But for me, I use uh, LaunchBar to be the place where my Mac life starts. So if I'm looking for something and I know what folder it's in, I can type the, I first type command space and then I use the arrow keys to find the folder or start typing the name of the folder. I have a folder, for example, that's in my home directory, Dropbox, clients, client name for review. And that is a lot of folders to navigate. But if I want to go ahead and grab some file or put a file there, all I have to do is type in command space and hit FOR. And that brings me right to her specific for review folder. And then I can open that folder and find her and paste things or just paste right onto LaunchBar and that'll move the file into the folder for me. Uh, LaunchBar also gives you the functionality of quick letter navigation. So we were just talking about drafts. And if you press command space and I press and hold the letter D, then I don't have to do anything, press enter or anything else because drafts is the first thing right there. So it will automatically open drafts for me. And then it puts me in a new draft so I can take a quick note as well. Last thing that I'll mention about LaunchBar is the clipboard history. And I've really meant to play, and there's one in setup, which I'll talk about in a moment, with paste, but I haven't really gotten to play with it. So uh, for the time being, I've just been using the clipboard history tool that's inside of LaunchBar with a command space followed by the word clip and a right arrow, or I've set a keystroke that is command option backslash, and that will take me right to my clipboard history. I can see a list of everything that I copied. So I can easily go in here and see that I copied the name of a, a client project that I was working on earlier. I also copied some uh, Zoom links, and I copied a transcript of a podcast that I was that I was working on. So I have access to all of that information right at my fingertips, or I can clear it out because I'm horrible about copying something to the clipboard and then forgetting about it. And that's never good, especially if it was important. Uh, I'm using one password, obviously, for my password management. I've been using that for years. Uh, but two new tools that I've really been I, I've been aware of, I've used them, but I haven't really used them to their fullest ability is Hazel and Keyboard Maestro. So Hazel will organize my files. If I have a file that's an MP3 file that says unmute in it, it'll move it to the unmute folder in Dropbox. So those files are automatically there and I don't have to rely on probably the worst part in our entire workflow. And that is my memory of remembering to go do something because the computer will automatically do that for us. Uh, and then another thing that I've been working on that I'm proud of is my keyboard maestro macro. So this is if a file is added to a folder in your Dropbox folder, then you go ahead and send an email to the client to let them know that the file is available. 
The nice thing about it is, is it's completely hands-off. So I currently download audio files from a service called Alphonic, which makes my audio sound consistent. And those files are named in a certain way, typically with the client's podcast name at the very beginning of it, and they will be MP3 files. So when I download that file, it goes into my downloads folder. Hazel watches my downloads folder and says, hey, that is an unmute podcast episode because it's an MP3 file and starts with 20. I should move that to the unmute folder. So it uh, moves that file over to the unmute folder in my Dropbox without me having to do anything, and it's not cluttering up my downloads. Once a new file is added to my unmute folder, a Hazel, a uh, keyboard maestro macro is then triggered that sends me an email that says, hey, there's a new file in the for review folder for unmute. Now, you might be thinking, why are you doing that, having it sent to you? I wanted to test this automation out prior to actually rolling it out to a live client. But the point is now, as soon as I get the audio to Alphonic and I download it um, and then it comes into my downloads, it'll get moved to where it needs to be. And then it triggers an automation to let the client know that the file is there. So those are the apps that I'm excited about. Sounds fun. Sounds yeah. like you got some cool animation going on. Some cool automation. <laughs> yeah. Auto, <laughs> automation, you know. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, we've got Text Expander and, uh, you know, SetApp. SetApp you can use to try other applications out. You've recently been playing with that, haven't you, Marty? Yeah, SetApp is really awesome. Uh, you pay a flat fee, you know, per month, and you get all of these really cool apps that are in there, and you get full access. It's the full versions to all the apps, and uh, it's really great. I found tons of apps in there that... If I was to get these apps individually, then it would cost far more than what I'm paying for just paying the monthly fee for the setup uh, application. And they're adding new apps all the time, so that's pretty cool. But like, for example, they have Mars Edit in there if you're doing blog posts or stuff like that. That's a really great app. It's just been updated recently. Ulysses is in there. Uh, if you're really into more of the long form posts, you get the full version of that. Um, and there's just a ton of utilities, a ton of uh, product productivity apps. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of great stuff in there. And it's stuff you've heard of, some stuff you haven't heard of, but uh, lots of really great stuff. I've been having fun with it. Yeah, this conversation about what we're using on our Macs have been, has been kind of fun for me. Before we wrap it up and tell people how they can get a hold of us, do you have anything else you want to add? I would also say uh, I'm also using Dropbox on a daily basis. Uh, we're using that all day long to send files around for you know client stuff, for work stuff, for podcast files, all that kind of stuff. So Dropbox is uh, another thing that we're using all the time. Um, yeah. That's that's where we're at. That's kind of the workflow, I'd say. Well, if someone had a question about how they can use some of these apps, what's the best way for people to reach out to us and when can they find us live? Yeah, so you can reach out to us via email. Our email address is unmutepresents at gmail.com. You can find us live in the ACB community every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Western. And 
Following that immediately, I would say within about an hour or so, sometimes two, the show gets edited down and distributed as a podcast, which you could find in any podcatcher or podcast app. All you got to do is put in Unmute Presents and uh, you'll find us there. Sweet. Thanks for joining me for this conversation, Marty. You, listener, have a beautiful week and talk again soon. Thanks a lot and we'll see you next time. Thanks.